I believe in Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast has helped my, my fortune. And I started my game store in the Wizards of the Coast fashion. I gave it growth, but I taught my players to never dishonor the game. So a new person came and not a magic player. They played in tournaments, they stayed out late, I didn't protest. Two months ago they tried to sell my employees some cards. They asked my employee do the light test, the bend test, but my employee resisted. He kept his honor. But my employee not so smart. They sold him counterfeits like an animal. When I went to the store and my employee was crying, his soul was shattered, held together by wire. He couldn't even look me in the eye because of the pain. But I wept. Why did I weep? That store was the light of my life, a beautiful store, now my reputation ruined. I went to the police like a good American. This person was brought to trial. The judge sentenced them to three years in prisons and suspended the sentence. Suspended sentence. They went free that very day. I stood in the courtroom like a fool in those bastards. They smiled at me. Then I said to my wife, for justice, we must go to Donzubi. everybody and welcome to another episode of magic with zuby don zuby here and hope you like that little skit i need to get back into doing skits again don't i it's been i don't think i did a single one at all last year i think the last time i even did a skit was probably 2017 i don't know maybe it's time to change things up because why not who cares right so anyways, um, yeah, this is probably going to be a little bit more of a somber episode. This is really going to be talking about my article that I wrote about um, titled The Other Side of Content Creation. But before we begin, let's just get some quick little ads out of the way. Uh, Magic Zuby can be found on the following iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. There's probably a few other spots. Um, I actually went back to my old podcast provider, Shout Engine, because Anchor.fm wasn't really as great as I thought it was. And had some issues with getting the podcast out there first of all um even though it was on more platforms it just felt like like the podcast just wasn't being heard and now, now that i'm back on chat engine everything seems to be about normal now um and then yeah also on youtube check that out you know like subscribe whatever the hell um magic Zuby can also be found on facebook.com slash magic on twitter at magic on uh, Instagram, I guess. I'm not even really doing Instagram anymore. So, I mean, it's at magic underscore with underscore Zuby. Instagram's just boring. I don't like it. Uh, then you can email me with any questions at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And then what else? I think that's about it. If you want to be able to get a hold of me. And then, yeah, I think that's really it. Um, oh, yeah. My two sponsors, actually three sponsors. Uh, well, one sort of like an affiliate sponsor. Well, actually, kind of whatever. But LegitMTG.com for being as awesome as always. And then ManaTraders.com for being as awesome as always. And then there is Inked Gaming, which I'm an affiliate of. Uh, what's my coupon code? I think Zuby10 is my coupon code. If you go to InkedGaming.com and check that out. 
and buy a playmat or something, I'm going to make sure to put a link in the show notes for where you can find playmats and shit like that that I made on there. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, I took a little break from making episodes because after that Ravnica Legion's complete set review, oh my god, that's a lot of work. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to just be straight up honest. I don't know if I'm going to do that again because the amount of work that gets put into that for the extreme little return, I don't even know if it's worth it doing it anymore because it's a lot of fun doing it and it's a lot of fun talking about all the cards, but just when you see you put up all that work and then no one even really watches it, you're just sort of like, eh, what's the fucking point? Which kind of like led to the creation of this article that I'm going to talk about, the other side of content creation, and it's gotten a little bit of traction what little bit of you know say so that i have it's um it even got mentioned on the magic mics podcast which is a really popular magic the gathering podcast here and i guess i'm just gonna read it verbatim and then because this didn't even this kind of went through like two drafts the first draft was a little bit more upbeat and this one's and the final draft came out to be a little bit darker um and this is just something that I've been milling about for a while, just what was in my mind. And yeah, I guess let's just get right into it and read it. And then um, read some of the comments that I got as well, too, because I've been really appreciating the comments here. Uh, the article, which will be in the show notes, if you want to read the text version, it is titled The Other Side of Content Creation. The side of content creation not often talked about. This is the side of content creation not many talk about. Content creation can be a very fun and rewarding experience, but like most things, it comes with its downsides as well. If you're in the game, you may know what I'm talking about. The dark feelings of not being good enough, talking into the void, asking yourself, does it even matter, and so on. Today, I'm going to touch on a few of these topics. Beginning content creation can be a fun and joyous thing. Most people have passions about something, and they want to share that with the world. Whatever that passion or thing may be, they want people to see it, hear it, feel it, or what have you. It's one of the many joys of being able to create something and see other people enjoy what you create. That is one of the addicting things about content creation. Where along the lines does that joy seem to fade? I had a miserable job one time many, many, many years ago. Um, well over 10 plus years ago. A job I couldn't stand anymore. And most people have had jobs like that. But I'll never forget the wise words someone once told me at that job. Familiarity breeds contempt, which means extensive knowledge of or close association with someone or something leads to a loss of respect for them or it. It is a popular saying, and many times it can ring true. I relate this saying to my content creation. I set out goals for when I first started, and most of those goals have been met. I've met fans, listeners, spoken with so many people I normally wouldn't, and met friends along the way, but at some point it seems empty. Getting that high of going to a convention only for it to go away the next day leaves you feeling dark. Going months on end with getting no feedback, views, downloads can have a toll because it seems you're doing something wrong. It can have effect no matter how much you tell yourself just to keep going. No one was there to tell me the amount of work you'd have to put into something like this. Recording, editing, and uploading my podcast I thought would be the hard part. Turns out it was the easiest. Coming up with the content is easy. Getting eyes and ears to listen and watch has turned out to be harder than anything I've ever done. 
It doesn't help when you're a nobody coming onto a scene because while you may have good points to make, no one cares about you unless you're a somebody. So begins the grind of networking, getting notice and being active on social media. Oh, social media has become my personal bane of existence. It really has. It is such a wonderful creation, but at the same time, terrible. It has brought the world closer together, yet so far apart. You never truly leave high school as there are still clicks about who are the popular ones, who are the ones to avoid, who are the cool kids to hang out with. Starting off can feel so intimidating because trying to break through that click can be demoralizing whispers will come through to tell you don't talk to this person if you ever want to make it avoid them or we never discuss this topic it's looked down upon as if there is some agreement with the upper echelon that you should should have been aware you should have been aware of there's no employee handbook given to you from hr so it's up to you to figure things out and before i go on i just want to say a lot of people will try to doubt that there's clicks or there's not really saying there's an upper cabal or anything, but there's definitely a group of in people in content creation, sort of any community that you want to try to be a part of. And it's it's so apparent it, and social media makes it so apparent. And I hate social media like I've really gotten to the point where I really hate my smartphone. And because mainly I have to have one because of work work related reasons because you know i'm pretty much on call 24 7 which i'm looking around i don't even know where my phone's at right now so whatever as i'm recording this anyways you will make mistakes you will fail you will not be seen heard or noticed a lot of the times people can see the desperation coming from you as you want to be noticed if you're good you learn how to talk and interact in meaningful ways which i've had to learn how to do you want to shout on the rooftops and tell people look at me look at what i've created isn't it grand but you can't it's a slow and steady burn getting eyes on you. Then along comes someone who just hits it out of left field and becomes noticed immediately. Quickly, you think, what am I doing wrong? What does this person have that I don't? The feelings of insecurity creep up on you and you do your best to push it away, but still they linger. You also sometimes feel as if you have to change yourself in order to get people to like you. And that's something you feel especially when you're younger and it really never goes away this to me is one of the worst traps to fall into i've suffered from it but i've learned instead to just be as cordial as you can be without having to change your moral stances treat it as you would hold yourself at as at a place of business respect should be given as well as earned and before going to the next last paragraphs here it's so apparent the way not just the magic community but a lot of communities are online that there are a lot of things that these people in content creation will stand for and all that stuff. And to me personally, like if I were to say how I truly feel about certain things, I would be ostracized in a moment, in a second and be cast out. So that's why a lot of times, especially when it comes to political stuff, I just don't really get involved because it's, you know, I'm not saying I'm a red blooded conservative or anything like that, but I do hold some conservative views and I don't agree with everything out there. But, you know, I'm not going to bother getting into arguments about it because it's not worth it. And then even if I did, I'd probably be kicked out, so to say, in a sense. But anyways, three years it has been since I started this podcast of mine. I've said many times I never thought I'd make it past three months, yet here I am. Some days it's a labor of love. Other days it's out of habit and the feeling of having to produce something in order to stay relevant. The same holds true for social media. Some days it's just to post something in order to appear that I am in the know. Keeping up with it all is exhausting mentally. 
This is the side of content creation not often talked about because most people just want to showcase their work and glorify the grind. I'm not sure how it is outside of America, but I've always detested the undue bragging of how much time is spent on working and how you have no free time. Many times it feels you can't show weakness because, hey, you got to hit those big numbers, right? Because if you don't, you're a nobody and will continue to be a nobody. I guess what I'm trying to relay here is I'm tired of all these notions that you have to continuously grind to make it. I'm tired of these little clicks that dictate who you can and can't talk to or what you can and can't talk about. It's easy to ignore all that. But when you try and showcase something and have nothing to show for it, it eats at you. Am I trying to steer people away from making content? No. Just be aware it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Figure out what your goals are and how to achieve them. Be aware there is a lot more to it than just creating the content. It's navigating that sea of uncertainty and trying not to topple your boat. So there you have it. That was just a little article I had on my mind. And um, it gained a little bit of traction, more traction than I thought it would to be honest and um it's yeah because it's it's and i've talked about this before it's a feeling that creeps up time and time again it's i really do enjoy making the podcast and a lot of times i get so sucked into just not really trying to make it weekly because i've got like i said i've got so many notes and stuff to really talk about but it's also I think the exhausting part is just getting it noticed. That is the most exhausting part of all this is trying to get noticed. And three years in, not saying that I haven't been noticed. It's just feels extremely stagnant. I thought I would personally be a little bit more out there, I guess, so to say. Um, And I, when I sit down and really think about it, I know how to push this to make it bigger. The thing I lack the most of is time. And I logically cannot take time away from my career or anything else to make this bigger because that kind of wouldn't make fiscal sense, right? Because I make a really good living doing my job and to focus on this and try to grow this and I know the amount of work and effort I need to do to make this bigger doesn't make fiscal sense so where does that kind of leave me it's i can just keep doing what i'm doing and just sort of flow with the ebb and flow of it or just try to make it bigger or just stop so i don't know i think i'm gonna take it slow take just keep going have maybe more interviews to talk with people about and you know i guess just do my thing that i've kept doing and um keep doing what I enjoy when it comes to talking about magic you know it's I look at what's really popular out there in magic right now deck techs of course are a dime a dozen but whenever I do a deck tech video it gets views it gets a lot of views and I figure you know I could do more of those especially when it comes to EDH because I've had a lot of EDH decks and ideas and all that but that's not what I'm really interested in and then I look at um what else is popular, like, especially when it comes to the podcast sphere, is people will talk about the latest decks and, you know, latest tournament results or how to try to always improve. And it's like, it's not really me either. Or And I'm not, and I don't always talk about a specific format. It's my show has just always been kind of a anything goes type show, whether it's a solo episode or it's, you know, I bring someone on because I want to genuinely talk to them type thing. So it's, I can already tell right away I don't have a clear 
exact vision of what I want the show to be. It's just really show you guys joining my journey into all this crazy and wackiness. So there you have it. Um, some of the comments I wanted to talk about here, I had some people comment on, um, on the article. I had a uh, warlord Hank saying, dang Zuby, I think you hit everything I've been thinking about for the last year, but had no idea how to express uh, Wally D who is a D and D content creator as well. So many of us feel like this and I'm glad that you have put this article into the world for all to see. You are not alone. Thank you for all you do. Um, Dean at Young Corpse TV has said, Great article, man. I struggle with this greatly. I love creating content at the end of the day. Do so because I really enjoy it. And I've always found an excuse to do so over the years. But yeah, it's disheartening to say the least. It's so damn hard growing a base from absolutely nothing. I feel like it's even harder to do so in Magic. Very fickle community. Yes, that is extremely true. Because I was actually going through my computer last night and found some of my first videos I was trying to do in magic back in 2013 2014 I tried to do some vlogs right where I would just either be set up a camera in my car and talk as I'm driving to FNM or something or you know sit in my garage talk and just talk about you know hey this is what I played these are some of my thoughts sort of like an early precursor to this podcast and um I can remember you know especially putting some of those those videos aren't online anywhere i've got them saved on my computer and putting those videos out it was at the time they were completely ripped apart i mean i i read it now or i watched them now i'm like they're not very good but it was extremely disheartening because oh you're not Oh, you're not the Tolarian, you know, community college. You're not the professor. Nope. Get out of here. Oh, you're not Saffron Olive. Get out of here. And that's a lot of times what it feels like for new people. Um, and I just have to say when I started doing, you know, the RPG companion, uh, little episodes about RPGs and D and D and all that, when I put those out into the community, I'm extreme. Nobody, the whole response was a big 180 degree difference. Um, I got people watching it, giving me nice criticism on um, people liking the content, people, you know, actual people liking it and, you know, not just completely ripping it apart and downvoting and saying it's terrible because, hey, I'm not Matt Mercer or I'm not Matt Colville or WebDM or any of those guys. Right. Um, just extremely different. So I can see a lot of. You know, as I look at a lot of newcomers onto the magic content creation scene, is I I know where they're coming from. I still experience it if I try to post something on Reddit or online. It's if you're not the, you know, the recognized people in magic, you're most likely not going to get any views or anything like that. And it can be extremely disheartening. Like I said, there are some people that get very lucky when it happens, and you know if they happen to be liked. And that could be catering to a certain audience, which that's just not me. I'm not going to certain videos. I'm just never going to make because I'm not interested in them. And I not that I don't have the time. I just don't want to. Right. And see, pretty much what you see is what you get. Um, but it's it's really it's really different because especially magic is so especially when it comes to new content creators can be pretty close minded. Um, and 
let's be honest here a lot of new content creators that i see on the scene yeah they're doing the same thing as everyone else you know booster box openings or you know deck techs are always good if you can try to differ yourself from other people right but booster box openings booster pack openings are just not very exciting content and but when i see someone that actually tries to do something different in the community most of the time it gets you know shit canned um but I get it. Magic has been around for over 25 years and the content creation has been going very strong way before I entered the fray, which is true. I still have a lot to learn about the game before people respect my point of view. As it turns out, though, my social anxiety isn't limited to in real life. The social media grind has been tough. Trying to find the balance between, hey, check out my new thing and watching, promoting and uplifting the community has been tough. I feel uncomfortable telling people to watch something boost, boosting content I don't watch. I have my collection of creators I love, share and promote, but it's hard to be both creator and promoter for the community and go beyond that circle, which is very true. Because when I did the Friday MTG thing um, that me and Kitchen Table Magic um, started up a couple years ago, you know, we would try to shout, you know, give shout outs to individual people and it just got hard to try to keep up with it all. So, um yeah i mean especially when you are a creator it's hard to watch other people's content because you're they're so busy with your own or doing something else and it's hard to be a fan like that as well too so uh, there are those are and i know i had some on twitter as well um but yeah it was just um pretty interesting to to see the response to it and even surprising that magic mics even talked about it because i didn't really write it to you know of course i wanted people to see it of course but it was just more of a i wrote it because i had to get it out there had to get it out so <clears throat> we're still pretty early in the new year here i mean as far as magic goes i've got a case of ravnica allegiance coming maybe i'll live stream that by the time this is out it may already be live live streamed um i started dming at my lgs and i will say I was surprised I had five players wanting to play. I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to have anybody show up. But we had a really good first session, and I'm trying to think of some ideas for another RPG companion episode that I want to do. And, I mean, I know I could easily do, like, DM diaries and all that kind of thing, but eh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do that. Uh, what else? I've got some interviews coming up. I'm going to have some cool people to talk to, and then... I'm hoping to do a sort of different three-year anniversary type episode for the show. Um, as far as Magic playing, um, I haven't played Magic since uh, Ravnica. The the night that Ravnica Allegiance pre-release was going to happen, I couldn't stay for pre-release. But um, I played some Mono Red Standard, and I gotta say, the Standard? Oh my god, what Ravnica Legion just shaping up to me. I really hope they do something about Bant Nexus, or I hope there's a deck that just comes out and just dip, beats Bant Nexus because Jesus Christ, that deck looks fucking miserable. And if that's how standard's gonna be, no thank you. I have kind of avoided Magic Arena right now because I don't want to go up against Bant Nexus. It looks so miserable to play against. It just does not look fun. But I guess that about does it for me for this episode so uh thank you everybody for watching listening uh do what you got to do and if you want to help support the show in any way check out the show's patreon at patreon.com slash magic with zuby uh we did uh we no longer have the the tier for me streaming 
once a week. So eh, once I get back that, you know, hit that first tier for me streaming once a week, I'll get back to it. But, you know, it's, I mean, it's just not going to happen right now. So thank you everybody for watching and listening and have a great night.